Fuck you. That's my name. <laughs> It's about balance. When you can move without breaking the string, you have balance. And then Green's gonna find out he's fighting a very dangerous man. So many times it happens too fast. You trade your passion for glory. Dance, Diamond Kid, dance. Don't lose your grip on the dreams of the past. You must fight just to keep them alive. It's the Do you have notes? You're just going to ramble and I'm going to interject where I can. I took two notes. I've literally watched this movie, probably this one since I was maybe nine, ten years old. And I've watched it like... This isn't Six String Samurai. (laughs) I've watched it maybe like at least once every couple of years since then. And lately it's been like once, maybe twice a year for the past... (laughs) handful of years just because i get you on the podcast and next thing you know you're talking about rocky and you can't help yourself you gotta throw it on yep well that happened well i got the box set and rachel's like oh hey do you want to watch rocky i'm like fuck yeah i do (laughs) because yeah i always want to watch rocky and then the next day i'm like you want to watch rocky 2 she's like yeah sure then the next day i'm like you want to watch rocky 3 let's just keep going i gotta tell you i don't think i'm ever gonna watch rocky 2 again oh fuck you it's a great movie and go fuck yourself after she wakes up from the coma it's Mm -hmm. pretty good that's when it gets good but that's halfway through the movie you have to make it through half the movie to get to the point where it actually starts to get good pay attention to every single one of the movies they each have that exact same flow i looked every time i'm just like huh that that seemed to take a while and i looked at the hour mark is when the big training montage starts or like when the training actually starts for the big fight uh-huh. then they go a training montage where he kind of sucks and then adrian shows up and says win it for me and then the cool training <laughs> montage and then maybe maybe a little interlude between the good montage and the fight and it's at the hour mark at least in the first the the first one second one third one and the fourth one i didn't i watched both of the creed movies too but i didn't uh, i didn't check the timestamp on that one i just watched there. one through four you actually you made it through that far i finished four this morning my, oh shit yes my son was uh because we watched rocky a week ago when we were originally going to record this we watched rocky and i was gonna watch the rest but then i was like you know i don't think i can do it this weekend and then i told you and you're like all right we'll do it next weekend so then friday i picked my son up and i was like all right you ready for rocky too he's kind of like dad i i don't know if i want to do that i'm like yeah you're gonna rocky and rocky <laughs> two are for like grown-ups so i sit him so i sit him down i sit him down. he loves rocky okay good but i sit him down and uh about 10 minutes into rocky two he's like yep i'm out <laughs> i said no you sit your ass down if i gotta suffer through this shit you gotta suffer with me i'm not doing this alone because rocky two is rough <laughs> it is it's At- just straight up rough it's not for me 
and then I still love it. And then yesterday night, I tell him, "All right, we're doing Rocky 3. And he goes, "Dad, come on." I said, "Come on. You know, you know, you were enjoying it by the end." And he goes, "Yeah, I was, but the the first half just sucked so bad." I was like, "All right." It's like, "All right, kid." Well, let's see if. Well, let's see if. Let's see if this one's any better. I sit him down, and sure enough, I mean, it just you know opens right. I mean, obviously, you have that beginning recap that apparently they do at the beginning of every Rocky every movie, single one. which I is fucking incomprehensible to me. How they th- were like, yeah, we got to do like a five minute recap of every single shot of the last <laughs> of the end of the last movie. Yeah, I don't really understand it, but I like it, so I'm good. But then <laughs> after that, it's it's actually still pretty interesting. You know, like Rocky Three was still pretty interesting. Clubber Lang's an interesting character, and it goes straight into. Like you have that opening recap and then it goes straight into a montage, like no space, just instant montage. Yeah. Rocky with... three is like nonstop montages and then Mickey dies in the middle. Yeah. Okay. See now, now Rocky four is, is basically a montage the entire movie. No, you see, I actually felt like three was more of really? a constant montage. It's well, it kind of is. It's, I guess it's maybe the same amount. I don't know. We'll get into it though. Hey guys, <laughs> guess what we're talking about today? <laughs> this is sharks across Hollywood. And guess what? So, we're, of course, we're talking about Rocky. Well, yeah, and we're turning 50. 50 episodes, that is. is <laughs> does that jokes. make this our golden episode? Well, it's still going to suck because it's us, but, you know. Should we have golden showers for our golden episode? It's like our golden turd episode. So, we're doing Rocky. I say we're going to talk about Rocky, the 1976 original, but I have a big, huge mouth, and I have a million things to say about every single Rocky movie that includes both the Creed movies, and the thing that Sylvester Stallone thinks he wants to do with the Rocky franchise in the future, which I entirely disapprove of. I have not heard about this. Oh boy, I'll rant about it for a second. I don't know much about it, but I know enough. I heard it, and it pissed me off. I have to give you credit going into this thing. At least you knew that you weren't going to be able to stick to just Rocky. Oh, fuck no. <laughs> Two weeks ago, when, or three weeks ago, when when, we, when you were first planning this, you first said, all right, this is going to be our 50th episode. We're doing Rocky. You just handed me a stack of Blu-rays in a, in a box set, and you Rocky, were like, here one they are. Six. One through Watch six. Watch them. You've already seen Creed, and you've seen Creed 2. I have. I didn't make it through all of them, obviously. I, I, I think I've stated that already, and if I haven't, I'm doing it for the record. I didn't make it through all of them. You didn't present a compelling case for rocky five you've said on numerous occasions rocky five sucks watch it <laughs> and then you will you, you you know what you do you'll watch rocky five and then you'll be like wow that was pointless but the last 10 minutes was fun so it's so it's sort of rocky two all over <laughs> only no, rocky I'm, I'm two kidding. is a good movie i'm kidding the yeah. last the second half of rocky two is solid but that first half is rough and i i realized recently that i'm like i'm thinking about all the movies as i'm watching them and then i'm just like i'm, I'm probably gonna skip rocky five because i don't wanna and rocky six is not streaming anywhere and he has my blu-rays so i <laughs> i have That's the dvd yeah. but it's it's buried somewhere so i'm like all right i'll skip that one which is it's also great it's really good it's it's it was the perfect closer to the series the perfect closer to that rocky as a fighter arc i what the fuck was i going with this rocky five. Oh yeah no i was and i was started thinking about <laughs> i was thinking about rocky five and i'm like like, huh, nothing really happens in that movie. Like, the entire thing is so inconsequential. Really? At the beginning? Okay, so they, they go to Russia and Rocky I'm 4. assuming that, th- I'm assuming they do the end, or the first five minute recap of the end of Rocky 4. They do. I think it's a little different. It's not just, like, shot for shot. It's more like, holy shit, Rocky actually has brain damage now because Ivan Drago punched him in the face too hard. <laughs> we're like, duh. Because he's a fucking, he's a steroid mutant. <laughs> Do they ever address the steroid thing in subsequent episodes? Uh, no. My son asked me about that. No. 
Never. <laughs> and they don't in Creed 2. No, so. no. Spoiler alert. But I'm thinking about it, and like the only thing that of note that actually happens is they get home from Russia. It, it happens right after Rocky IV. I thought it took place a few years later, because isn't it about him and his son? And I thought his son was like a teenager in it. Yes. And I'm going to be very confused. It's really oh, confusing. Shit. Okay, Because right. he casts his actual son in Rocky V, who is several years older than the kid in Rocky IV, even though it takes place a couple months after Rocky IV. Oh, my God. Avildsen's back to direct it, too. He's the director of the first one. Yes, because they were trying to go back, because he's poor again, so he goes back to the old neighborhood. How did he lose? Okay. Oh, I, oh right. I probably don't well, need a recap on I have, that. I haven't gotten, uh, because I'm too busy thinking about Sage Stallone and how much older than that kid he is, and how much fucking different, <laughs> by the way. Like, Sage Stallone looks like he could be a street kid. That kid from Rocky IV looks like a little pussy. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think we are, nerds? Yes, kid, I do think you're nerds. I just Those love, I just love kids. that scene where Rocky's kind of sitting with him, and he's getting ready to go to Russia, and he's sitting in the bed next to the kid, and he's kind of like, "Hey, you, you, you gotta get up and go one more round in life. Like that's yep. the most important thing in life. You know what I'm saying?" And the kid goes, "Uh huh." And you, I just looked over at my son. I said, "That kid has no fucking idea what he's saying." <laughs> no, no. Hey, that character actually becomes sort of compelling in the later movies. The son, you mean? Yeah. Oh. Weird, right? Not so much in Rocky Five, but Rocky Six, he has a good thing going on. Well, Six takes place like twenty years later, doesn't 16. it? Sixteen. Fifteen. The only part that's relevant is they leave Polly somehow. I have no fucking I can't remember how he does this because I haven't watched Rocky Five in so long. <laughs> uh he signs power of attorney over to this their financial advisor guy and he fucks them. He steals all their money. Okay. So there's an auction. I don't think the robot makes another appearance. In, in five. I think that's for the best. Polly's weird <laughs> relationship with that robot was one of the more bizarre elements of Rocky but Four. But stuff like that that makes Rocky Four the easiest and most fun one to watch. It's definitely fun. I, yeah. I can't deny that. But then, like, Rocky finds a kid who is played by a real boxer, Tommy Morrison, who recently died in 2017 from... Uh, complications of AIDS. Oh, that's right. It's um. Tommy this is the, the this gun. is the one where he like becomes a, a trainer. Yeah, and then the fight at the end again inconsequential. It's really cool, but it means fucking nothing. <laughs> but it's so fun because it's a street fight, and the whole series we're talking like, oh, he's a he's a he's a brawler. He's not a boxer. He's a he's a brawler. He's a street fighter. Like when he fought Thunderlips. Fuck yeah! Now. <laughs> Now, Rocky 2, I think, is great. And each one of these deserves its own episode, in my mind. So you might have to watch fucking Rocky 2 again. <laughs> I, I will watch it for you <laughs> one more time. I watched Creed yesterday, and I watched Creed 2 today, along with the first Rocky. Those movies are still so fucking good. It's ridiculous. They are good. Ryan Coogler is such really a good... good he, he's such a good director, and I can't remember the name of the guy who directed Creed 2. Coogler. But he is... Ryan Coogler's so fucking good. He needs to not keep doing uh, Black Panther movies, and he needs to go back and... <laughs> he needs to come back for Creed 3. If they have to do a Creed 3, which I want them to, but at the same time, I don't want them to, because I'm not sure what the fuck you, else... Because you do. know Rocky dies in Creed 3. I don't want him to die. I just don't want him but, but he I, has yeah. to die in creed 3 i know and that but i'm like can we just avoid that can we just rocky's story is over everybody it is fucking done it was done in 2006 <laughs> i thought it was a joke creed i thought uh -huh. they were fucking joking <laughs> honestly that <laughs> i see pictures of it i'm like oh fuck it looks like it might be for real it's really happening and I, I seriously thought they were joking for the longest time creed could have been better than creed 2 if they'd cast an interesting 
opponent for him. The guy who they got to beat, well, I've said this it's on the podcast It's basically a less before. interesting uh, white Apollo Creed. Yeah, it's like if <laughs> Apollo Creed was boring. But he was a real boxer, and they, they've taken to doing that a lot. They cast know. Antonio Tarver. I told you that six. thing I told you that thing about Lennox Lewis, didn't I? I if you did, I don't remember. Well, when, <laughs> uh, what was it, Knockout Kings or something? It was, a, it was an EA game. It was like the first game to feature all real historical boxers and you could play like any boxer throughout history was this on like genesis or something i think it was on playstation 2 okay wow wow i'm getting i'm way back there uh it might have been ps1 even but anyway lennox lewis who was the champ at the time who i'd seen fight evander holyfield uh lennox lewis was like yeah a lot of people have said because lennox lewis is british okay <laughs> yeah a lot of people have said the greatest fight in the world would be lennox lewis versus muhammad ali and now you can play it and i thought who the fuck would want to watch that? Like, Lennox Lewis was one of the most boring fighters I'd ever <laughs> seen he? in my life. He was, like, good, but he wasn't that interesting. No, he's extremely technically good. He was okay. extremely technically good. Yeah, but that. he was so fucking boring to watch because he just played with, you know, he he was playing. I don't want to make it seem like I don't understand the logic behind this because <laughs> I do. He was playing it for points. He was a points winner. He okay, always yeah, won yeah. on points. I'm not saying he never knocked anybody out, but he was clearly the, the Holyfield fight that I saw with him. He was clearly playing for points. And he won by points. And he's, you know, he's a very technically good boxer. But yeah, he's not like a brawler. He's not a fighter. He doesn't get in there and, you know, tear his opponent up, which is what made Muhammad Ali so great to watch. Because he was good and he could knock you out? Yeah. Like, have you seen that Foreman fight? The uh, the no, Rumble in the Jungle? But, it's fucking mind-blowing. But Muhammad Ali is going to come into this. The other movies will come up periodically. So let's, let's get started and talk about 1976. Best picture winner, by the way. So Stallone... Was apparently watching boxing one day. Do you know? Do you know who Chuck Webner is? I do not know who Chuck Webner is. They call him the real Rocky. Oh, okay. Because he was, he was just a brawler type who was who was a he was a professional boxer, mm-hmm. but he just got a chance. I don't know the whole story, but he got a shot at Muhammad Ali. You watch that fight, and it is just this big lumbering doofus of a guy fighting Muhammad Ali, and he knocks him down first time. I don't know if it was the first time, like in the like in Rocky, but he was one of the only people like knocked down Muhammad Ali at that point. Huh. But I, I saw it. Muhammad Ali tripped. Sorry, Chuck, you're not that cool. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it. No credit where no credit is due. But I believe he didn't go down until the last round, and that is wow. definitely not something that people did a lot with yeah. Muhammad Ali. <laughs> If ever. Sylvester Stallone saw that and he says, oh, that'd make a good movie. Chuck Webner tried to sue him a lot because <laughs> he got he got no fucking credit. But if you listen to the commentary on the on the DVD, Stallone will be like, yeah, well, this is just kind of like this fight with Chuck Webner, Muhammad Ali. Blah. He acknowledges it. I don't think <laughs> I don't think it's any kind of a stretch to see Ali in Apollo Creed. No, not I at mean, all. I think it, it would be a lot harder to convince yourself that somehow Apollo Creed was just made out of Stallone's imagination, right? You know? Like, come on, he's so clearly <laughs> Muhammad Ali. See, now, 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 now it gets hard. Now we have to get down to like the the actual stuff. So it was based on Chuck Webner. Now, Stallone, no, <laughs> you know this is your podcast. I know. Right? Fuck, you can do whatever you want with it, and no one's listening, so no <laughs> one cares. So Stallone wrote this script, and he he's been a background actor. He did. I don't know. He did, he did a Woody Allen movie where he was like a bully on a subway. <laughs> And, yeah, so uh, he was mostly just a background. And he did side Lords actor. of Flatbush. Lords yep. of Flatbush. Can't forget that one. The with mo- uh, Henry Winkler. The most important one, though. You know where I'm going with this, don't you? Yes, I know where you're going. Party at Kitty and Studs. <laughs> and that was like his only starring role at the time. <laughs> Which, after this movie came out and hit big, they're like, 
Uh, it's not Party at Kitty and Studs anymore. It's the Italian Stallion. <laughs> With Oscar winner Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> oh, God. And that is beautiful to me. That is just... That is joyous and terrible. When I say terrible, I mean terrible because you know how you know how much it must have upset Stallone <laughs> after the fact. He's like, why the fuck did I do that? I needed the money. What I was trying to do is find the actors who were almost Rocky. Oh, yeah. Because the well, we studio, know we know uh, Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds, right? Because nobody wanted nobody wanted Stallone because you know they were like, look at you, you're not. He's a nobody. Would yeah, he's a nobody. It's like, it's a good script, but get the fuck out of here. We'll give you several hundred thousand dollars for it, and you can just walk. And he's like, no, I want to be in it. They're like, fine, here's $30,000, and you have to make sure the movie comes in under a million dollars. So they made this movie for under a million dollars. And apparently, I just I just saw this thing. Sylvester Stallone had about $106 in the bank account, in his bank account, when he wrote the Rocky script, which he wrote in three days the first draft i have a feeling that first draft wasn't as good as uh the, I would the draft not. we ended up with and he had to he had to give up his dog man he had to sell his dog oh is that why he is that why he gets the dog in what was it rocky 2 or in Ro- in the first oh rocky. does he get it in the yeah. in the first one guess what oh. that's his dog for real that's the dog that he had to give up and then when he got money from the from, from the selling, studio selling he, the script, he, he got was his able dog to get back. his dog back that is so fucking cool <laughs> I forgot for some reason that I transposed it so it happened in Rocky 2. I guess I was just trying to find something worth watching at the beginning of Rocky 2. <laughs> I was like, well, the dog's cute. I know, right? Oh, here we go. The studio. Here we go. I found I found the list. It was three people, it looks like. James Caan, Burt Reynolds, Ryan O'Neal. Ryan O'Neal? <laughs> None <laughs> What the fuck were they smoking when they thought it, Ryan O'Neill would be a good idea? Which one is Ryan O'Neill? I can't place his Love story. Here. Love means never having to say you're sorry. Well, I mean, I guess if you look at this picture, I could see him as a boxer getting punched in the face a bunch. He's the senator from Black Sheep. I saw Black Sheep once. I could see him as a senator from Black Sheep. He's Barry fucking Lyndon. Maybe Burt Reynolds would have carried this movie to a place where people would give a shit, but not like it is. I think Burt Reynolds would have been a cool... I I said it when we were talking about it before. I would like to see the Burt Reynolds version. Me too. I wouldn't like to see it replace the Stallone version. Oh, and Stallone has paid $20,000 for the script and a SAG minimum of $350 per week. Fuck. Ouch. Instead of the $340,000 they were going to give him just for the script. But hey, he gambled and he fucking won. Yes, he did. What Big. a goddamn career. Now, and all of his movies aren't good. No. But I will say Rocky Five. In fact, he has a lot of ve- very, very not yeah. good movies. I will say Rocky Five is not a bad movie. It's just when you look at all these movies that I love so much, there's now uh, eight movies in the Rocky franchise. Seven of them I will watch all the fucking time. One of them I'll just stare at and make fun of because <laughs> it's so pointless. <laughs> I don't know, man. If you love Rocky Two that much, ugh. I don't know. That fucking love scene between him and Adrian is hard to get through. Oh, after right after they get married? It was either right after or right before. I don't know. All the romance stuff between them was just... In in the oh. first two movies, it is really hard, and I will get no, to that. No, I liked, I liked the stuff between him and Adrian in the first one. Did you? Because... because and don't get me wrong. It was hard to watch, but it was hard to ro- watch for all the right reasons. It was hard to watch because it was character development stuff. We were getting to know Rocky and Adrian, and they were both really awkward characters. Characters. And I felt like that made them more sympathetic. It made them more relatable and more real. Whereas in Rocky 2, 
I don't know. It just felt like they didn't feel like relatable characters. They felt like bad actors with no chemistry doing badly scripted love scenes. Okay. Okay. Well, here, let's say that I, I love Rocky. The, the, the first movie is one of my favorite movies of all time. And you'll hear me say that justifiably. So a thousand times every fucking episode, but there are things that aren't very good. Like I'm not saying there aren't problematic (laughs) points. And one of them is the first time Rocky and Adrian go on a date. Rocky shows up at Adrian and Polly's house unannounced. Essentially, Polly's just like, yeah, she knows you're coming. It's fine. (laughs) It's fine. She knows you're coming. He's like, she knows I'm coming, right? And he's like, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. It's Thanksgiving. It's fine. Of course, Adrian fucking doesn't know because Polly's a dickhead. Polly is a dick. He is the worst fucking person on the planet. But, you know, eventually they talk Adrian into going out after Burt Young. (laughs) Eventually, Polly yells Adrian into getting the fuck out of there. And do you see what he's doing after he throws the fucking turkey out the window? he has the drumstick in his hand and he's like he's poking rocky with it with that with that hand it's like a meat hook and he's just like go be funny go be funny <laughs> that's what he's telling him he's like do funny stuff do funny stuff get her out of there <laughs> he's the fucking worst Polly is not a likable character no. in any of the movies by the way until well in four he becomes comic relief but yeah. up until that point he actually is a character but he is not a likable guy no. and you're kind of like why the fuck I, okay i get it he's your brother-in-law i've been there let me let me say I like my ex-brother-in-law, but I understand the awkward family obligation. You know, I understand how in-laws work. My brother-in-law was not the problem, but there were other in-laws that I didn't like terribly. (laughs) And I get it. I get that you have to put up with a certain level of family, but fuck, living with you? Why? Why in the name of all that is holy and good would you want fucking (laughs) Polly living in your giant mansion? Just buy him his own goddamn house and get him the fuck out of there. He is there to show how loyal Rocky is to his friends, even though Polly's a piece of shit. Even though Polly isn't a friend, Polly's a dick. Yeah, I know, but Polly treats Rocky like shit, and he totally—he's such a condescending prick when Rocky's down and out in two, and he can't find a fucking job. He's like, (laughs) "Whoa, Rock, you want a handout? You want a handout? I'll give you a handout." (laughs) Fucking Polly, you sack of shit! And then he comes back. He's like, "We, we should never do nothing for me, Rock." Fucking hate Polly. We all hate Polly. That's but okay. he he comes around eventually. Yeah, like he he has his moments where it's like, oh yeah, he's a good guy. But then he's like, oh, yeah, you're still a piece of shit. It's fine. Yeah, you're a piece you're a piece of shit, and we love you because you're family. Like, I, yeah. yeah, I have relatives like that. You're a piece of shit, but I put up with you because we share genetics. A lot of my family's like that, but I'm just like, hey, you're a piece of shit, and I'm just gonna stay over here and not hang out with you. Because <laughs> I, I don't, don't move them into the guest house. I don't have time for that shit. So Adrian and Rocky go on this date. They go ice skating, and that's kind of cute. They have that. They have that nice bonding. That was kind of that was kind of yeah. sweet. They have that bonding moment where they're Rocky's walking because he skating's bad for the ankles. Uh, but Adrian <laughs> likes skating, and she's she's giggling, and they're talking about family. And Rocky's dad says you're dumb, so develop your body. And Adrian says Adrian's mom says you're not hot, so you better get smart. Like we make quite the pair. I'm I'm dumb. You're shy. You know. It was sweet. It's, re- it's a really sweet little moment. That part is fine. They get to his apartment. <laughs> you talking and, about when he becomes a fucking date rapist? And that's when shit goes <laughs> awry. And this is the only part of the movie I really don't like. This is it. This is the only fucking part of the movie where I'm just like, you lay off. Like she seems she's not running away, and he's he's not holding her there at first until the fi- <laughs> that final <laughs> moment when he puts his hand on the door and blocks her into the fucking corner. But he's he's walking. He, they they go into his apartment, and he immediately takes off his hat, takes off his jacket. Off comes his shirt. And he's like, it's hot in here. Ooh. <laughs> 
And Adrian's standing there in a jacket and a hat and her glasses and she's just like, um, I have never been in a man's apartment alone before. She's 30 years old. You didn't believe me. You didn't believe me either when she's I told 20, you that Rocky was 30. No, I didn't at first and <laughs> I stand corrected. Because Stallone was 30 when he made this movie. He was born in 1946. And, and Apollo is 28 what I carl <laughs> weathers was younger <laughs> he was 28 Rocky. yes he was born in 1948 holy shit <laughs> i hate people like that it's like guys like the rock when they were fucking 26 they looked 40 but in a good way not like you look old because you look 40 no you look no carl weathers looks every day of 40 in rocky yeah but like, in, a in good way. such a good way yeah, yeah. just fucking i hate because I, <laughs> I do not i don't look like that now i'm 32 i look like i'm 25 maybe nobody believes me that i'm 32 i don't know aside i don't from a- the gray hair i don't I mean, ask people about my how old i look well every once in a while i have to bring it up at work because there's a bunch of adults that act like they're fucking 16 and i'm like well i'm i'm like 32 so i i kind of act like it most of the time in there you and me both got lucky on the hair thing yes oh god i'm so happy that i'm not going bald i would look so weird although i got a hell of a lot more gray than you (laughs) how many grays you got i'm not seeing any or are you just fermenting them away no they're in my beard it's like one pops up every once in a while and i can just like pop it out The top hasn't really gone gray yet. Yeah. I do nothing to it. Somebody accused me of dyeing my beard. I'm like, fuck that. I'm just, you know. Just genetically lucky. Twisting it, punching it. I mean, whack. Boom. These guys are hitting my nose all the time. Never broke. I'm very proud of that. It's not rare. That's rare. Why do you do it if it hurts? Why do you think? Because you can't sing a dance? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Hey, you want to come inside? No, I gotta go. Hey, come on. Hey, I got some animals. I got these rare, very rare animals inside. Come on. Come on. No, no, I gotta go. I gotta go too. I gotta go to the bathroom. Come on. Come on. No, I gotta go. Hey, I got. Hey, look at this face. Is that a face you can trust or what? Huh? Is it? Gotta stick this face on a stamp. What do you think? Huh? Come on. Come on in. So creepy date scene. Even right it's when they get definitely super creepy. Even right when they get into the apartment, it's still it's kind of creepy, but it's still okay, kinda. Yeah, I I, she, I think it crosses the line when he kind of blocks her into that corner yeah. and won't let her out the door. That that's where I'm kind of like, no, too far, Rock, too far. But I will say, in Stallone's defense, that is very much a product of its time. I mean, yes. I'm not saying it doesn't still happen; it totally still happens. But it's not okay. But I understand at the time yeah. it was considered socially to be perfectly fine. I'm not saying it was fine. I'm just saying socially, it was one of those things that nobody really thought about. Yeah, except the women who were, of course, victimized <laughs> by it. Nobody was listening to them at the no. time, or they weren't saying anything because their mothers were like, "Don't look a good thing. Don't let a good thing go." They, I throw they, on the Joyzy accent, of course, just because women should be seen and not heard. Am I right? <laughs> high five. Don't high five that. That's no, fucking do dumb. not high five that. <laughs> Other than that, this movie is timeless. I would I think like, you know, it's set in 76, obviously, because they fucking never shut up about it. <laughs> but 
but it, it's timeless. This is the kind Technically, of movie. Technically, only the last 20 minutes take place in 76. That is true. Because <laughs> it's on New Year's Day, 1976. That is true. Oh, fuck. You know, I'd never thought of that. Wow. Thank you. The vast majority of the movie takes place in 1975. Because it came out in 76, so I just, you know. But yeah. No, you're right. Fuck. Oh, God. Oh, that just blew my brain up. Also, I noticed something about that apartment scene that I never noticed before. Which is? He takes off his shirt and he still has his gloves on. And then it cuts to Adrian. It cuts back to him and he's like, turtles. And he doesn't have his gloves on anymore. <laughs> I did not. I definitely <laughs> didn't notice that. Oh, God. Rocky's such a fucking weirdo. He's goofy, too. Like, he's... Okay, so let's go back to the beginning here. All right. Let's go Let's go to scene one. Yes, the you get fight, that. The fight with... What's his name? Spider Rico. Spider Rico. There you go. But first you get that massively epic title card with that fucking Bill Conti Which they didn't do in Rocky Four, and I was like, fuck you. They didn't. That's not a it's 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 a Rocky movie, but it's a goddamn 80s Rocky movie. That remember that Rocky Four is an action movie. They still opened it with the shot-for-shot shot recap of Ro- the end of Rocky Three. Like, how they are you sure not going to open it with that sweet <laughs> epic? Those those letters in that perfect font and the in the perfect theme. It, oh, it's such an epic opening. It is like it's great. How did they? This is the thing that blows my mind about Rocky One. How did they know when they made those opening titles that it was going to be that epic? Because it's like they were saying this is going to be one of the most amazing movies you've ever seen before anyone's fucking seen it. And they were right, of course. But how did they have the brass balls to throw (laughs) that on the beginning of Rocky? Yeah, Stallone even says such a big title card for such a little movie. Yeah. It is, it's basically a little independent movie. It is. It, less than a million dollars for this fucking thing. Yet it revolutionized filmmaking in a couple of ways. Yeah. With the steady cam and the fight scene and the mo- and the montage. So that, that's, Oh yeah. Yeah, you can't forget the montage. I'm pretty sure we had montages before that, but not but I don't know actually. Is this the first montage? Holy shit, it's not the first. I'm not going to say it. I, I don't think it's the first <laughs> montage, but it's it the first might, that kind I think of it's the first perfect montage. No shit. So now we get a nice little Jesus metaphor. <laughs> They did that on purpose. That was probably in the script. So the very first shot of the movie after that title card is is a shot of Jesus because they're boxing in a church. It's this rink-a-dink Philadelphia church. It's perfect, though, for, for what you're seeing. And apparently that was one of the last things they shot. Really? Yeah. Huh. I don't know a lot of technical no, it's a, stuff, but it, it's an amazing it's an amazing opening yeah. because it totally sets the scene for where Rocky's at right off the bat. He's not even fighting in a proper, you know, a prop. He, he's not even fighting in a fucking gym or something no, like that. It's a church. He's fighting it's a- in a church on a makeshift stage. And then he goes and his winner's purse is what was it like one hundred and forty sixty five dollars. Yeah, a- that's right. After after gym fees and locker fees and training fees and all this other shit, he sixty he walks away with sixty five dollars for getting he, this that, shit. That's sixty five dollars before all that stuff. Oh shit! That it <laughs> yeah. was sixty five before the fees. Yep. Oh my god! How much did he walk away with? Because the other guy walked away with like twenty bucks. Yeah, it's it's fifteen dollars locker corner man seven dollars for something something and then seven percent tax or some shit and i'm like all right it's, it's, it's all gone now and he's like when do i fight again maybe two weeks two weeks uh but the the best thing about that fight scene is that you know he, he goes to the corner and the corner man is just like oh you know, just beat him up you're you're, fucking, you're not fighting hard enough just kick his ass <laughs> and no strategy no no and he <laughs> so he goes out there but then spider 
And he's he's mostly fighting fair, but you can tell Rocky can't fucking box for shit. <laughs> and he can't box until Rocky three. Literally, he can. He's not a boxer until, until Rocky Apollo III. Creed teaches him yes. how to be a fucking boxer. Because you got heart, but you fight like and a I goddamn gotta say, ape. And I got to say, I got to say this: whoever did Carl Weathers' training, and credit to Carl Weathers himself, he looks like a professional boxer. When he moves, yes. he moves like a professional boxer. He throws punches like a professional boxer. He does footwork like a professional boxer. And I'm sure if you are a hard hardcore boxing fan or if you are a professional boxer you look at him and you go oh he's doing this wrong he's doing this wrong he's doing that wrong but to <laughs> a layman a movie <laughs> to a layman like myself who's just going into this with a passing knowledge of boxing not a hardcore fan by any stretch of the imagination but you know someone who i've watched boxing i've enjoyed boxing before carl weathers looks like the real deal and and it's very fitting that it isn't until apollo teaches him that he that he looks like a real boxer yeah because he doesn't look like a real no boxer. it's perfect right but then spider headbutts this motherfucker and you <laughs> yeah. just you see that Rocky is like eventually will realize like Rocky's just a nice dude but he has a fucking mean streak if you piss him off because there's a couple times in the movie where he just explodes and this is the first time <laughs> he just beats the shit out of Spider knocks him out yeah. like cold and I think we yeah. get we get a real look at Rocky's physical prowess in that scene too because he's not a great fighter but what he is is he's damn near indestructible yeah, like that's, that's his big that's his Big selling point is he can take a punch like nobody's business. Yep, they call him... There, there's a line. I think it was in the second one. It's the boxer against the puncher. <laughs> yeah. And how did a boxer with such limited ability gain such popularity? Yes, they actually say that. The announcers do in the second one. <laughs> well, uh, again, you know, all down to <laughs> Apollo Creed. Yep. Thanks, Apollo. I do yeah. love. I do love that scene where Apollo is going through the book, which the l- book. is a fucking hardbound book. It's ridiculous, right? It doesn't make any fucking <laughs> sense. They don't have those. It is. It is. It's like a codex of every fucking boxer in the world. Maybe they did back in those days uh, who knows well, even Burt Young was given an interview and he's like that's fucking ridiculous <laughs> yeah it seems ridiculous but you know the nice thing is is the movie's so good you kind of you overlook some it. of the dumb stuff and that's like well how else were they going to do it yeah so Apollo Creed's looking through the list of names and he's like the Italian Stallion I like that sounds like a damn monster movie I it, love that it makes perfect it makes perfect sense if he's really just doing a, a promo thing and his whole plan is just to put on a nice show for the people and knock the guy out in three rounds, you know, no stakes, no risk. Pick him by the name so that you can have... You can at least sell that shit. Yeah. Because yeah, he's like, well, what this without a, without a ranked contender, what this fight's going to need is a novelty. Yeah. There it is. It was great. It was really great. Again, you know, great writing. Some more coffee, Mr. Creed. No, thanks, Shirley. What do you think about Billy Snow? Fouls. How about uh, Big Chuck Smith? Yeah. No, he's too old and dull. Hey, that Bobby Judge, he's a good boy. No, man, I don't feel the heat from that man. Joe Zach's a good prospect. Exactly what are you looking for, Apollo? This is what I'm looking for. The Italian Stallion. Rocky Balboa? Never heard of him. Look, it's the name, man. The Italian Stallion. The media will eat it up. Now, who discovered America, an Italian, right? What would be better than to get it on with one of his descendants? He's a southpaw. I don't want you messing around with southpaws. I need to do everything back. Southpaw, nothing. I'll drop him in three. Apollo Creed meets the Italian Stallion. (laughs) 
Sounds like a damn monster movie. Now I knew this would happen. I've seen the movie a hundred times. I just watched it. Now I don't remember what happens after that. Well, then we have. Oh no, he we goes, sort of meet. We sort we of meet Mick, Rocky, and and he goes to the gym, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah, he has that. He has that sequence where Mickey's kicked him out of his locker because he's uh, he's washed up. <laughs> he needs the locker for someone who's going places who's played by Dipper. that guy who the fuck what the fuck did he play i know i've seen him in things i know i've seen him in like a dozen things at least he's not ernie hudson but he nope. he's he's the guy who kind of looks like off-brand ernie hudson he's been in shit before i've seen him in dozens of things i think i know who you're talking about but i can't place him either but that his character's name is dipper dipper brown i think who went on to move to gravity falls washington or oregon <laughs> have you not seen the cartoon gravity falls Oh, yeah, I have. You owe it to yourself if you haven't. I've seen the first season. I haven't watched the second one, but I don't remember it. So second one's good. I'll get there. First one's good. It is. It was really good. I was very surprised. Dipper's the main character. Oh, right? that's right. That's right. <laughs> that's <laughs> my, right. <laughs> my son made me watch it, but I fucking love that show. Really I do, good. too. I, I want I want the Blu-ray box set. There's fucking commentary mm. on every episode. Really? Yes. Nice. I'm like, that's perfect. No, I think I think before, a- after the fight, we meet Gazo. He goes down to the docks to try and get money from that dude, doesn't he, right after the yeah. fight? I don't know sequentially how that works, whether he has the thing with Mickey kicking him out of the locker or whether that comes first, but yeah. Either way, those two scenes happen near each other. We have like 15 <laughs> minutes of getting to know Rocky. Yeah. That's just, it's really good. It, it's every scene lets you in on his character a little bit more. Like the fact that he doesn't break the guy's thumbs, the fact that he wants his locker back, but Mickey thinks he's washed up and he's like, <laughs> you know, I need this for someone who's Dipper needed moving. it. You got heart, but you fight like a goddamn ape. Yeah. That's what he says. <laughs> <laughs> the great Burgess Meredith, who is just fantastic in this role. Is it, he the best mentor character in the history of film? Probably. Yes. Second, yeah. Mr. Miyagi. I, I will have yeah. to say, but well, directed by the same guy. I will. No shit. It. Yeah. He directed uh, Karate Kid. As yeah. Well. All three of them. I did not, not know the, that. Not the fourth one and not the remake. Yeah. The fourth one was not good. The but third I, one wasn't great either, but. The third one, you know what the third one had? Terry fucking Silver, that goddamn maniacal bad guy. Holy crap. That's why you watch it. I don't remember the bad guy in three. <laughs> watch it again. I remember one and two because I had one and two on VHS back in the day recorded yes. off of HBO. Thanks, Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> yep, we but I didn't. I never had three, so I only saw it like one time. Yeah, I rented it, and it's the bad guys are where it's at. I remember the bad guy in three threatens to rape his girlfriend. I, I or gang, excuse me, gang rape his girlfriend. I don't think they actually do that. No, they don't do it. But he threatened. I, I, to do I don't it. think they actually say that. No, he doesn't say gang rape. He says something about like something something compared to what we do to you or what we all do to her. It's the Sasha, Sasha Mitchell lookalike who is not Sasha Mitchell. <laughs> Because that guy keeps on fucking Ouch. coming up for some reason. He really does. How the fuck does Sasha Mitchell keep coming up? Because I keep podcast? on talking about Kickboxer Jesus. and Step by Step. You just like referencing Step by Step is what it is. You're... Well, you're the only fucking person who knows what the hell Step by Step is, so you're the only person I can talk to about it. So yes, Burgess Meredith is the best fucking person on the planet. And we also th- oh, we also meet Adrian for the first time around this. Oh, same that's time. right. Yeah, because again, you know, great character moment. He's obsessed mm-hmm. with the shy girl who works at the local pet store. And she... It seems like she kind of likes him, but is terrified to talk to him because she's shy. Which is a little weird if she's your best friend's sister and you're 30. It's a little weird to like go all through your 20s without making friends with your best friend's sister or at least getting on speaking terms with her. But you notice that she's the catalyst for him kicking ass all the time. True. You look so tired. Why don't you go get some sleep? Oh, no, no. I feel great. I feel great. Listen, I've been thinking... If you don't want me mixing with Creed no more, we'll make out some other kind of way, you know? There's one thing I want you to do for me. What? Come here. 
Win. Win. What are we waiting for? Take this! Rocky's training <laughs> montage. The scene where I can't remember the guy's name, and he's in every fucking movie, of course. Apollo's corner man. I don't remember what his name is, yeah. the actor, but his name is Duke. Duke, okay. The scene where Duke's watching the... Or maybe he's played by a different... Is it played by the same guy in the first movie as he is in the second, third, and fourth? All six of them. Okay, the so first, it is the same in, guy. He's in all six Because he plays it a little bit differently in the first one. And the first one is yeah. he he's very... I hesitate to use this term because it sounds like I'm being racist, but <laughs> I'm really not trying to. He's He, he just kind of leans into that quote-unquote again, I'm cringing as I say it, so Soul Brother Patois. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, you gotta watch it, baby. You just, oh, yeah. you know, like calling Apollo baby all the time and stuff, it, which is so weird now. You know, it's like, dude, just, are you in love with Apollo? Because it seems super gay. There's some gay undertones popping up. <laughs> There's gay, the, There are gay undertones all over this series, for sure. Three being... The big one. <laughs> fucking hardcore. Yeah, if, if you take that music, yeah. that triumphant Rocky music out of that particular montage and, the, and the replaced it with a love song, yeah, it's it's straight up gay romance for I sure. I love it. You're turning me on a little bit is what you're doing. I know, right? You Think about Carl excited. Weathers in that crop top. I love that that actor, though. He he gets... The guy who plays Duke? Duke, yeah. Yeah, he's, no, he's, he's cool. fantastic. The scene where he's telling Rocky, you know, I was with Apollo all the way and now I'm with you because, you know... like. That was fucking beautiful. I had tears in my eyes, man. And then in Rocky Six, he comes back to train him again. Yeah. But he's like, he's like, you know, you know everything there is to know about boxing. So basically he's like, let's build some hurting bombs. That's his thing. I do remember that line yeah. from the trailer. Every time you hit him, you got to make a dent because he's <laughs> fucking 60 years old in that movie and he can't. Which you know. is a tad ridiculous. Although, how late did George Foreman go? I was going to say it was about there. Because they, they mentioned him. Was he fighting into his 60s? Yeah. I think they mention it in the movie, too. I know he fought way later than any boxer should by right. Oh, yeah. That's the other thing that's kind of weird about the Rocky series. Because in Rocky 2, Mickey has that whole thing. Tell me when you see my finger. Oh, yeah. The eye, right? And then by Rocky 3, it's like, nobody's mentioning that eye anymore. Yeah. No, that happens a lot. Because... Rocky Five. It's all about him having brain damage, and Seriously? well, because because they're poor, and he's like, well, maybe I should fight again. And they're like, no, don't. You can't fight again. Brain damage. And then Rocky Six, like, oh, I passed all these tests. I'm good. You can you can fight again. <laughs> like it never happened. Rocky just has video game character healing abilities. Apparently, <laughs> it's so weird, man. How about Polly? I know I know we talked about him a little bit, but uh, fuck Polly. Polly's introduction is funny to me he's actually pissing in that as when we first meet him isn't he i know he's in the he's in the mirror going I oh that's right break he's the in freaking the mirror. jerk off that broke the mirror that's i'm like right. you're ugly Polly. why the fuck are you why do you care <laughs> yeah you should be thanking the jerk off who broke the yeah. mirror and then but rocky's super nice he buys a beer he walks in he's always i do like, like oh. the fact that when we meet Polly, he doesn't turn to the camera for right, what, yeah until we've already gotten to know him at this point you know <laughs> like, like he, fuck this guy he talks so much shit before he, we even see his face <laughs> But this is another time where you see how nice Rocky is and how tolerant he is of assholes. He buys a beer. There's like a little cup sitting on top of the paper towel thing or whatever. And he pours Polly a little bit and then Polly just grabs it. Which makes it almost comical that Rocky's a leg breaker for a living. Like, <laughs> Yeah. In the second one, he's Gazzo says like, oh, you're Italian. You need to come back and work for me. So like, is that the only reason Gazzo's letting him work for him? Well, Gazzo clearly is, you know, I mean, he's using him because he's a he's got 
brute force and yeah and he's italian so there's that whole mafia thing you <laughs> but know? he doesn't use it ever on those well, poor he, people we don't that we don't see we don't see, see yeah. those scenes because they would make rocky a hell of a lot less sympathetic <laughs> half the people in this movie show up in fucking taxi driver really yeah the guy who he whose thumbs he didn't break was in taxi driver and gazo was in taxi driver now gazo was played by the guy who played uh in maniac wasn't he uh maniac yes he plays frank zito yeah, he's the star of Maniac. I haven't seen Maniac, but I know it by reputation. He's in a movie called Rapid Fire. With I... Brandon Lee? No, not that one. I know, that's what I thought too. I'm like, fuck yeah, no. Nope, this one came out in 1989. But he's in a movie in 1987 with Carl Weathers called Deadly Illusion. I've that's never bi- heard that's of that That's Billy one. D. Williams. Fuck, never mind. I, <laughs> I thought it was Carl Weathers for a second. Wow. <laughs> never mind. All y'all look alike. And I was cringing about saying Soul Brother. Or soul, excuse me, Soul... Yeah, Soul Brother Patois. They had the exact same haircut back then. It's fucking. Oh my goodness. I will say Carl Weathers' hair in in this series in particular because he has the same hair in all three or all four all four movies. Yeah, it is kind of a weird, like almost like it's it's not it's not like a straight up rounded afro, which I've seen a lot of. His is like almost like the hair of that weird robot child from Battlestar Galactica, where it's like wider at the bottom and then it kind of comes up into like a helmet shape it's bizarre he almost still has it like if he let it grow out a little bit it would still do that <laughs> and weathers is a good looking guy so he can pull it off but it's uh it's just a strange choice i don't know it almost looks like a page boy haircut but done as an afro how, how about how about racist bartender guy since we're talking about polly oh god now I, I i gotta say the racist bartender guy as cringy as that whole thing is that had to be accurate that yeah no and then again rocky's showing he's like well what he he's he's the champ he took his best shot and became champ what because what'd you ever do what what shot you ever taken oh you want me to take a shot okay i'll take take a a shot shot. had to be improv (laughs) i love that line it's really funny it's a great line either way could go either way on that one that guy shows up again in rocky three does he i don't right right at the beginning right before paulie oh the scene the scene where paulie he's like hey tell rocky we said hi why don't you give your best to me that's right give 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 rocky our best because nobody ever does anything for Polly. he looks like a turtle and the fact that rocky oh god like that scene in rocky 3 where he's like what do you want you give me a job all you had to do is ask Polly. <laughs> like the fact that rocky didn't lay his ass <laughs> out is amazing like it's an amazing testament to character <laughs> he would have made his sister mad or she would have been like well it's about fucking time because <laughs> i wasn't gonna i do feel it. like adrian would have been okay with rocky laying Polly out at least once yeah i'm surprised it never happened maybe he killed Polly. maybe that's why Polly's dead in the in the creed movies Polly didn't die by six no he was still there in adrian, six just adrian adrian was dead adrian died yeah and actually at the beginning of six they're they're going on a tour he does he does did a tour of all the places that were important to him and adrian the whole movie is basically about him trying to get all the stuff in the basement and he has to get it out oh okay and he's, he has to move on. And that's why he needs to fight, because he just needs something. Even though he has a restaurant, he has the restaurant. Yeah. And then I don't know. I can understand that. I think that's in keeping with Rocky's character up to this point. Although I will say, by four, Rocky isn't really in character anymore. <laughs> Rocky's no. kind of fallen out of character. I think three was the last movie where Rocky's character was still intact. And even then, it was being strained. I love the fight at the end of Rocky three, though. Did, did, you, did you love that as much as I that did? That was a great because fight. It's, it's basically just, like, you think Rocky's in trouble, but he's not. It He's rope-a-dope. I do have trouble believing that there's a boxer alive who doesn't see a rope-a-dope coming at this point. Yeah, but that was 1980. <clears throat> 
1983. So oh, so even closer to when Muhammad Ali invented yeah. it before Rambo came out. Even really, yeah, yeah, he made three Rocky movies before he did Rambo. Wow, that fucking weird. What's weird is that they're all supposed to take place in over a period of like three years. <laughs> yeah, so the time the time frame's a little goofy because. The first two movies take place in let's let's say seventy five, seventy six. So I imagine the second movie takes and place seventy in, the second movie takes place in seventy seven because it's a year later. Almost, it's ten months later. Oh, is it only ten months? Yeah, later? I think so. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, most. Uh, I think it's like the same thing. Most of the movie takes place in seventy six, and then part of it takes place in seventy seven. Yeah, like the the fight, and then the year. Oh no, that's right. They fight on. Uh, do they fight on like Christmas or something like that? Or that, no, I'm thinking of. That's right. I'm thinking Ford. of. I get mixed up. God, I love that movie. Though. I, I ain't punchy. Yes, you are. Everybody who's listened to this knows. Hey, you got something for me? Yeah, there was some guy here from Miles Jurgens looking for you. They need sparring partners for Apollo Creed. Put me on. There's a car. What was it here? About an hour ago. They'll probably look for sparring partners for Creed. You know. I said that before, you dumb dago! You know, I've been coming in for six years, and six years you've been sticking it to me. I want to know how come. You don't want to know. Yeah, I want to know how come. You want to know? I want to know how! Okay, I'm going to tell you. Because you had the talent to become a good fighter. And instead of that, you became a leg breaker. So I'm cheap, second-rate loan shark. To living? It's a waste of life. Rocky goes to the gym, right? After this is after Apollo and his camp have decided, hey, we need to, you know, the Italian stallion, we need to, we need to do this thing, which they name off a hundred fucking boxers. Have you ever played the game on PS2? I have not. I'm aware of it. <laughs> All these boxers that they name show up in the game. Oh, like, really? Ones that we don't see. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that which is pretty funny. There's no real boxers. It's all boxers from that that are mentioned in the Rocky movies. Nice. So like all all, all the ones those... he all the ones he did the championship fights with. Yeah, and, and Rocky three and yeah. shit. Yeah. Yep. They're all there. And uh, <laughs> Joe Zach, who we never see, and then whoever he was supposed to fight but broke his hand. So after that, Rocky goes to the goes to the gym, and you know, little Mike. Mike is the is the little short guy. Oh, right, yeah. And he's like, you know, Mick, Mickey's looking for you. Uh. So he walks up to Mickey, and Mickey hands him a fucking card, and he's like, they're looking for sparring partners for Creed. And he's like, Rocky goes, oh, well, maybe maybe they're looking for sparring partners for, for Apollo, you know? Because Rocky's fucking dumb. Do you know what Rocky's real name is? No. It is not Rocky. What is it? It's Robert. Really? Yeah. So he pulled it from the... He pulled it from... Because he has that poster of, what was it, Rocky, Rocky Marciano? Rocky Marciano. Yeah. I think so, yeah. Interesting. The only reason I know that, it's mentioned somewhere in one of the movies, but I can't... Is it during it. the wedding? Maybe, but it, that's all in Italian, though, so I don't know. The only reason I know that is because they name their kid after Rocky, but his name is Robert. Fun fact for the day. All right. I learned something I didn't know going in. I did think it was <laughs> weird that at the end of Rocky Four, he's like, To my son, uh, who should be asleep right now, but probably blah, blah, blah. Hey, kid! <laughs> <laughs> he calls him kid because he is a kid, <laughs> and that—that's his friends are fucking terrible. I hate those kids. When a little Robert goes, "That's my dad," and then the, one of the other kid goes, "What do you think we are, nerds?" Because Robert's such in a fairness, sweet kid, I'd, it seems. I'd probably punch all those kids in the face. Robert's nice until Rocky Five when he start he starts smoking. <laughs> But yeah, so Rocky almost says no to fucking fighting Apollo, which is crazy because he thinks he thinks he's not good enough, and I understand that because he's not. Uh, that's an interesting scene. In no, Rocky does say no to fighting Apollo. Yeah, that's he the does. Thing. He, he's just straight up. He's like, I don't think it would be a good fight, sir. Yeah, he's like, he's like, no. Does he look at the fucking camera? He actually looks at the camera. I feel like I would have noticed if he looked at the camera. He turns, and I think he's supposed to be looking past the camera, but he's looking right at me. I didn't notice it. And it is so fucking weird. And my brain is fucking all over the place. So how about Little Marie? We're going to talk about Little Marie because she bugs me. 
that doe face kid who Rocky catches smoking in front yes. of the store. So he grabs her. And, the, and actually, this is one of the first times that we actually see the steady cam in the movie. Oh, yeah. And you can hear that motherfucking thing <laughs> in the background. You can hear it. And you know it's there because it's it's that scene where they're walking through the parking lot and it's kind of behind them. And you can hear it. He's, he's talking, but you can hear this. This thing fucking happening because they couldn't get the sound because it was so fucking huge and motory. So the Steadicam is one of those things. This is the first movie it was really used on. And they it was kind of invented by the by the cameraman. So he's just like, oh, that, that the stairs, that's how we can do it. This I, yeah, this I have was this the thing. movie that it was invented for. <laughs> but holy shit, like you, you can definitely hear it. Obviously, you can't hear it when he's running up the stairs because that's just a track over. But they're just playing the music. But but when they're there, it's just a walk and talk with Marie, and you can hear this this helicopter sound. Did the first Steadicam have like a motor on it or something? Because as far as I know, it's just like gimbals and pulleys and stuff. You'd like think so, right? It. But yeah, no, I I heard that you you could hear the sound, and then I listened, and there it was because it was just too big. And well, I mean, it yeah. was a prototype, so yeah. it obviously went through iterations. Yeah, now now you don't hear that. Now shit. it's all sleek and made out of like carbon nanofibers and shit. Weighs three pounds. Yeah, weighs yeah, less than the camera. It's as got big as this fucking room. So he finds little Marie outside of. <laughs> it's a very, it's a very dated scene. Yes, I will say, like as far as your timeless thing, that particular scene is incredibly dated. But at the same time, like as weird and like problematic as it is in retrospect, <laughs> you know, like that was Rocky's moment where he was like, "I'm gonna be a good citizen. And I'm yep. gonna make this world a better place. I'm gonna help this kid out." And for that, he gets a screw you, creepo. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, yeah, screw you, creepo. Who are you to give advice, creepo? But little Marie makes a return in Rocky Six. also. He's wandering around the old neighborhood, and he goes to Mick's gym, and he's like, hey, there, there it is. And then he goes to the bar, <laughs> and she happens to be working there. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, little Marie, little Marie. And she's like, yeah, that, that, that's me. I'm sorry about your wife, all that shit. I just figured out today and what And then she's meant. like, hey, you want you want." You want to take me home? It's only 20 bucks. No, nah, she's not a hooker. She's a mom. <laughs> she's his... He needs something... He needs a person to take care of. And he doesn't have anybody, really, in Rocky Six. His son doesn't want to hang out with him because he casts a big shadow. That Yeah, I can see that. So he meets Marie and... Gotta they, say, yeah. in, what was it, Creed 2, casting Milo Ventimiglia or whatever the fuck that dude's name is. That That's him. Brilliant casting he was in. He was in Six, too. He was... Yeah? Yeah. So I was really Perfect happy. Perfect casting. Dude, Perfect casting. Yeah, they have the lip. They do the same thing. Yep. I was so fucking happy with the cast in Creed 2 I saw Bridget Nielsen I'm like fuck yeah dude they're getting them all back <laughs> and then at the end you get that nice that nice thing where he goes and reconnects with his son and it's the same fucking actor I'm like this is awesome I love this no more fucking Rocky stop it we're done you know they're not gonna stop okay well uh, let's go there let's go there okay Rocky Rocky's not gonna be in any more Creed movies he's said that Sylvester Stallone he's like I'm done with Creed I'm done with Rocky but then he's like wait no I have an idea like you <laughs> son of a bitch you <laughs> son of a bitch just leave it alone so apparently he's planning a new Rocky movie I don't want Sylvester Stallone to die but <laughs> <I'm-> <laughs> but if it prevents this fucking nonsense from happening <laughs> Because apparently it's the idea that he has is that some immigrant kid makes his way to Philadelphia, like a, I don't know, from Mexico or some shit, okay. illegally, and then Rocky ends up training him. I'm like, why? We already did this. This will be the third time. Yeah, it's... No, uh, this will be the fourth time that we fucking... This isn't exactly groundbreaking. Oh my god, we don't need a Rocky 7. What is it going to be called? Is it Rocky... What's his middle initial? <laughs> Robert Balboa. <laughs> 
I got really mad when I read that fucking article. I was <laughs> I was livid all fucking day, and I kept complaining to everybody, and nobody cared. These but movies are fucking important to me, okay? They're not going to do Creed 3 where Rocky dies? I don't want him to stop it. The only issue with that is that, like, what can Adonis do? Like, Rocky is his, that's his fucking trainer. He's the one with all the knowledge. Like, what are we going to do? Is Clubber Lang going to come back? What the fuck? <laughs> Clever leg comes back and he's all he's all polished and together. I've been going to anger management. <laughs> oh fuck that. Mr. T still dresses that way. <laughs> he still has the same hair, still talks that way. He's a Jesus freak now. Yeah. But other than that, I know. you know. Ooh. Yeah, like what, what what would they do? How would they fucking do that? And I keep on thinking, like, it's gonna get announced someday. It's gonna happen. What are they gonna do? <laughs> like, on the one hand, trilogy is a good a nice number of movies to have three movies that's that's good but at the same time i'm like mm, creed 2 ended so well like, like that, <laughs> that, that was good that was good uh, maybe they'll wait 10 years and he'll be old and he'll have to retire and that'll be that'll be the thing i think at least the only can... i think the only way to do it and make it any good would for it to be all about the death of rocky no like that to be the center center <sighs> point rocky has the cancer's back no and rocky's on his way out I want to hear nothing. And the greatest fight is within him. Creed's greatest fight is within himself. Who is he going to fight, Rocky? No, he's going he to fight himself. He's going to he's going to punch Rocky in the stomach until the <laughs> he's cancer gonna goes away. He's going to punch the cancer dead. <laughs> God damn it. All right. Well, let's let's bring it back it to let's bring me. it back to let's bring it back to Rocky, which we can all agree makes us happy. Yes, yes it does, except for the rapiness. Well, you know, aside from that, but uh you know, I mean, in the end, in the end, they seem very happy together. Yeah, they. Uh, there's something funny that I want to bring up about that in a minute. What what point were you going to get to? Oh, I was just going to say, let you know, let's find another point in Rocky. How about Mickey coming around like a fucking hobo asking okay. Rocky to yes take him on as a trainer? <laughs> and that, that's Mickey's a, yeah. Mickey's kind of being a dick in the beginning there, and then he finds out he's going to fight the jam. He's like. Eh. Help me out, Rock. Help yep. me out. Actually, that I was actually headed there, but then I got sidetracked. Of course I did. <laughs> yeah. So once Rocky figures out that he's going to fight, everybody knows, obviously. Yes. Sees him on TV and all that shit. Announced on one of the three television channels. In, yeah, in Philadelphia in 76. Cable was a thing starting at that point, wasn't it? I don't know if it, if Cable was actually a thing in 76 I don't yet. remember. After six years, you put my stuff on Skid Row, so that, that that's a big thing. And Mickey shows up at Rocky's house and... And he's like, hey, man, you know, uh, you've got a good chance here. Like, ooh, you know, but, uh, but I I had chances too, sort of, but I never had any management. I never had a manager. Guess what? I think you need a manager. Hey, you're drinking a beer? Don't drink that, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then Rocky's like, yeah, but uh, I needed you 10 years ago, and you weren't there, so fuck off. And then Mickey's like, all you had to do was ask, kid. And he's like, I did ask. You just didn't hear anything, and blah, blah. And then he kind of waits. He, he he closes the door like a kid, because Rocky hadn't hasn't grown up yet, despite the fact no, that he's 30. Rocky is definitely in a state of arrested development. Yeah, a little. This is another one where you see that that anger in him like he's a nice guy but he can fucking lash out if he needs to oh yeah but then mick walks out and he's rocky's just like well you know you come come to my house after 10 years finally you come to my house you want to you want to come and move in you want to fucking ah, i needed you 10 years ago you weren't here then he fucking i'm gonna and he's like oh yeah i'm gonna get my ass kicked pretty much he, that's what he's saying he's like yeah i'm gonna, I'm gonna get my fucking face kicked in <laughs> So the whole movie, he knows he's going to lose this fight, <laughs> which is admirable that he's even fucking going. No, I think it. that's part of what makes it great. Yeah. Is he knows he knows before you know. He, there's that great scene with Adrian where he's like, "Look, I know I'm gonna, I know I'm not going to win this, but if I can go the distance, I'll know 
that I weren't just another bum from the neighborhood. It's a great moment. It is. I love that. That's the thing that people forget with all the sequels, or at least I should say people forgot by the late 80s. By the late 80s, people had forgotten that Rocky lost. And Rocky would have sucked if Rocky had won. No, that he could not have won. That would have been pointless. If Rocky had beaten Apollo Creed in that fight, it would have undercut everything. It It would have been an okay movie at best, you know? Like you'd have this great character story and then this ridiculous fight at the end. Yeah, that's why that's why Rocky Two needed to happen for that. Yeah, like you need that second movie for that to happen, and it's okay to happen then. Yeah, he has to prove, and that time he has to prove that it wasn't just a fucking accident. Yeah, it's good that it's you know that there is that ambiguity at, at the end of the fight because I remember this weekend as I was watching all the way through as I was struggling through the first half of Rocky Two, <laughs> and I made it to the before I made it to the end, I was thinking, how are they going to do that fight? Because I mean, we've already established that Rocky's basically a punching bag that he can't beat Apollo on skill but the fact that it came down to them both being being laid out and then Rocky just getting up in time you know with like Apollo says in threes like you beat me by one second yep you know? it's very hard for a man of my intelligence to handle but then there's a, there's also that like you know you left-handed fighters you're too predictable you, Southpaw should be banned <laughs> and they, they always lead with their face <laughs> so he also has him fight right-handed until the very last second and he's Which, like switch yeah. it's like i'm not switching fuck that but then then you see him like that that switch go off and he's like oh fuck never mind <laughs> and he had yeah <laughs> then he goes and that's when it finally that's when it finally clicks and he beat him down just hard enough and that's also good because apollo's the fucking villain at that point he's not a villain in the first one no he, he makes himself a villain on purpose like he's still not he's still not a bad guy but he's he's just trying he's to, just being he's being yeah. a dick because his ego's his ego's yeah. gotten tangled up in the whole thing that's good i, li- I like that and duke even says to him he's like Look, you do this you're setting yourself yeah. up as a bad guy. And he does, and it's perfect. I'd say, I think it's it's a good sequel. I think it's got its <laughs> moments. And the first half is has almost none of them. I'm not saying it has none of them. It just has so few of them that it's incredibly difficult to watch. But I do want to... Okay, let, let's go Let's go back to the first, the, uh, the, the first one, and then I'll jump to the second one because it connects. The second time Rocky is talking to Gazzo and it's right before he has a date with Adrian. It's a quote-unquote date that Adrian doesn't know about. And Gazzo's like, I hear you have a date tonight. And he's like, how'd you know? It's like, you don't think I hear things? Which is super creepy. But then the other guy in the car's like, I hear she's retarded. And he's like, she's not retarded, she's shy. Which is, this is just a funny conversation in general. And take then, her to the library. I heard retards like the library. No, it's the zoo. Oh, it's the he's zoo. He's like, That's take, right. take her to the zoo. I hear retards, retards like, like the, zoo. the zoo. And then he takes her to the zoo in the second one. Yeah, so <laughs> he proposes to her he pro- at the zoo. That's right. He proposes <laughs> and that the is the fun- fucking thing when i realized that which i didn't realize it when i was a kid like it's one of those things that i had to watch them both right one after another to actually pick it up and i'm like holy fuck he took her to the zoo what a dick are we not supposed to think that's funny because it's fucking hilarious it is it is really fucking hilarious that's probably my favorite moment in the whole fucking series just because it's so stupid it is such a oh god it's such an awkward proposal scene the whole but that is so rocky no it is i'm not saying it's not rocky i'm just saying yeah there's something about the scripting and stuff i think it's because the scripting and the acting in the first one i don't know i feel like it just had a a little bit better subtlety to it Mm -hmm. and in the second one it felt like the script could have used more drafts and they could have used more takes probably and it might have been was it Stallone's first time acting and directing at the same time? Was he directing too? Yeah, he directed. Oh, all yeah, of that probably five, it yeah. probably was his uh, his first time directing. It and was that, not his first time directing because oh. he did. I was thinking Staying Alive because he directed That's that. Right. He's not he in did, it, but he, he directed. Did direct, it. He did direct that, yeah. and that was that. That came out in '83, so okay. I just about shit myself laughing when <laughs> Thunderlips came out. It's not not funny. <laughs> 
And that that's the first one I watched. I was eight years old. I swear, I remember that. Hey, that's a great intro for a kid. Fuck. I don't think I knew Hulk Hogan was going to be in it. I saw Mr. T on the cover, and I'm like, fuck it. Yeah, that's the well, one. Wait, what was it, like 1994 or something like that? I was seven, so 95-ish, yeah. Yeah. His directing gets better. Rocky Three is, I, I don't know. It's, it's better than two, for sure. Here's the real question. Does Frank Stallone keep showing up in his movies? Probably. He shows up twice in the first one. Because when I was watching two, they get to the burning barrel scene, yep. and I'm like, holy fuck, that's Frank Stallone. And he's he's in the first one, And too. then in the second one, he's performing at the training, in the training in, uh, in Rocky III, he's thing doing in Rocky III. Yeah. yeah, when they're in that ridiculous hotel suite yeah. or whatever I'll it was. I'll live at the gym, he tells Mick, but you'll, yeah. you mean you'll live at the church or whatever the fuck it is? No, it was, it was like a hotel or something. Ugh. And that's why he loses, because he doesn't have the eye of the tiger. I don't think anybody felt I I don't I don't know maybe maybe some people did but I certainly didn't feel any sympathy when Rocky lost that match no. to Clubber Lang I was like yeah you fucking deserve to lose that one you're being a fucking douche and you let Mickey down Rock should we talk about the fight well let's hit the fight and then let's hit the bricks bricking is another word for coming okay i could have gone my whole life without knowing that (laughs) so the night of the fight so the night of the fight and this is actually one of the least interesting fights in the whole series just because it goes first round and then second round and then it's just ring girls then montage yeah then it's just ring girls and then you barely see see them fighting oh we don't see it we don't they don't do like like in four where you get the you get the ring announcement and then you get like a a shot of some there's a little bit rocky four is my favorite fight Maybe Creed 2 is also kind of up there. Those two movies are so intrinsically linked, and I love them both so fucking much. <laughs> I thought the Clubber Lang fight was great. I, I gotta I, say. I, and I love it just that because. That was a really great fight. Because it's, it's probably the most different fight, the most unique in the entire series. I mean, they, they give you a lot of that fight. Yeah. They, don't, they don't skip as much of it as they do it's with only, like. It's only three rounds, man. Like the Apollo fights. I like that one because it's essentially punishment. Like, Rocky's not getting beat when he's getting punched in the face in that fight. He is doing that shit on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> and. And like self-flagellation. Yeah. Apollo's like, he's getting killed. And Polly's like, no, he's not getting killed. He's getting mad. <laughs> I love but, that Polly's the one with the strategic mind in this oh duo. Shit. Come on, knock me out. I fuck, And that's so epic. Him just fucking screaming at Clubber Lang to punch him more. Just like, Come on, knock me out. Knock me out. Hit me harder. Then he does his Stallone Rocky stuff. I, love I like the so moment happy. when I like the moment when he hits the we're talking about Rocky three. I know. We're we talking that. about Rocky three. <laughs> Make your point. Make your point. Now I'm curious. I was just going to say, I like that moment when he hits the corner and he looks like he's been getting the shit kicked out of him. He's like, no, I'm good. I got it. I know what I'm doing. You know, like you realize. I know what I'm doing. That's the moment when you realize he's actually got a strategy, yep. which again makes it makes this the first movie where he's a real boxer. Yes. And and then, you know, later on he's training people. It's fucking weird. So back to the fight. So this was, they actually scripted this whole thing out, which obviously, but they rehearsed this for like four weeks. Probably why it looks really good. Yeah. Are there any fight scenes like this prior to this movie? Because this is another thing where I think it kind of revolutionized the fight movie. Yeah. I think a lot of boxing movies up to this point well, let's see. There was that. There was that boxing movie Kirk Douglas did in like the '60s or '70s. I haven't seen it though. I've only seen snippets from it. Yeah, boxing movies tended to be a little more. They just didn't feel as dynamic as this. I think. And you know, I I haven't seen a ton of boxing pictures before that took place, or rather, were made before this. But I've seen a few, and they tend to look more like like televised sports at the time would have. And this one really felt like it really felt like it was putting you in the almost in the headspace of the fighters, because I think after this televised sports tended to try to look more like Rocky movies. 
you know, they sort of adapted televised sports with ESPN and such to try and capture the feel of the Rocky movies because they feel so dynamic and they feel so active and like you're in there with the characters and you're really in the fight. You're a part of the fight. You're not just this detached observer. You're actually involved in what's going on because, you know, that that was always the appeal of live sports, I think, is the energy that you got to feel when you go and attend a live sporting event and it doesn't really come through the television as well or through a movie screen as well until they figured out how to how to do it and i think rocky might have been and again you know citing my limited lexicon of sports films yeah yeah, it might have been the moment that redefined the way they make sports movies i mean it was definitely that i just don't know from a technical aspect how much of it was groundbreaking necessarily it definitely played a part if nothing else it might have it might have simply been from an artistic perspective that it that it was groundbreaking i don't know but either way it still looks cool so we go we go through the entire first round first two rounds i think actually with them and it's it's really cool every you know they they come out and of course apollo is not taking it super seriously no he's clearly just playing with right he, yeah. he's just there to have a good time he doesn't see rocky yeah. as any kind of a threat. he's not he's not a threat because he didn't watch the tv when duke is like hey you better come check out this guy on tv he's beating the shit out of some meat he's and like, actually i that, got shit to do man yes this is for and that foreshadowed the rib breaking because yes Polly's like you, you broke the ribs <laughs> yeah you're gonna break the ribs <laughs> so he comes out dressed as fucking george washington and then he takes that off and then he's uncle sam and he's like i want you i want you and it's really ridiculous <laughs> you certainly can't accuse apollo creed of not being a bombastic dynamic character that's why he's the master of disaster he's the king of sting the count of monte fisto how many nicknames you got <laughs> it's okay stallion we're almost done <laughs> so the, the fight out of monte fisto <laughs> <No>. just... <laughs> that one hasn't aged well not gonna lie no, and i love it it's so fun <laughs> or maybe it did age well maybe it aged it, delightfully it well. aged comedically yes if nothing else yes it did james brown that's all i'm gonna say about that <laughs> oh my god don't get me started <laughs> That's why that that was one of the best ones to watch when you're a kid. Rocky Three, you have Hulk Hogan and Mr. T, and in that one you have a giant steroid Russian and James Brown. There you Indeed go. You do, and a bunch of shitty '80s music, which isn't shitty in the context of the movie. But I I just looked know. over at my son when that second Survivor song came on. I was like, you know, Survivor basically owes their entire living to Rocky. <laughs> oh yeah, oh absolutely. So the fight starts, and it's. You know, it's all it's all Apollo for like two fucking seconds because he's not really taking it seriously. Rocky's doing that thing where he's like bobbing in and out, but he never fucking blocks. He never blocks once, not fucking once, not until Rocky three. Do we see him actually block a fucking punch? So he blocks just, it with his face. Yeah, that and that's again his. They they mention that later on in the series where he just has he has the iron jaw. That's his thing. He he can hit real hard and he can get hit real hard. <laughs> He's got that moment with his son. Sometimes I wish he just hit me in the jaw so the pain it all go away. You know, but it doesn't because that doesn't that doesn't work on you. No, but it's like he stops <laughs> feeling things yeah, when. Yeah when he gets hit in the jaw oh and also we skipped over the part where the only thing where mickey tells rocky the only thing special about him is that he's never had his nose broken oh that's right (laughs) which is a nice which is a nice thing to have added in because sylvester stallone is definitely too pretty for a boxer i mean let's be honest but do you notice in the third one he got a bunch he, he had plastic surgery done guaranteed yeah even even it's even written into the script i don't know if it's actually written into the script but uh Polly's like oh you got your face fixed up real nice yeah and he looks completely different he does he looks ver- on, he looks yeah. very different in the third one which is funny so apollo's like swatting him with his with his cool little jabs but then what does rocky do he fucking dodges one and just gives him a good uppercut and <laughs> knocks him down oh jesus 
the fuck was that? I don't know, man. Ooh. You've heard the term a frog in your throat? That literally <laughs> sounded like you had a frog in your throat. It was escaping. Uh, but he uppercut, knocks his ass down. Very first time in Apollo's entire career. And it's something like 46 fights or some shit that they say. Wow. Yeah. that he's, and he's That's the first time he's ever been knocked down. And like Apollo's like, fuck <laughs> So confused, <laughs> and Rocky's like ready to go after him again. And the That's the point like, at which Apollo's like, "Wait a minute, maybe." <laughs> and then, yeah, and then he starts starts kind of might have a pro- Houston. Yeah. We might have a problem. Here. He starts punishing Rocky a little bit for them. Then the round's over, and he goes back to Duke, and he's like, "He doesn't know it's a show. He thinks it's a damn fight." <laughs> Which is a great line. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And Rocky just keeps on fucking coming, and he's just like, "Come on, come on!" He's getting his ass fucking handed to him at this point because now, now Paul's like, "Oh shit, I guess I'm gonna take this seriously." The end of that fight, it just gets me in the gut every time. Yeah, when. Apollo just leans and he's like, Dang go be no rematch. Dang go be no rematch. I just like ah oh, like it, it's just so satisfying because yes, Rocky loses, but you know but he But he wins. He yeah, he he won the victory that counted. Yep. It's a moral victory. I learned that word in middle school when one of my teachers was talking about we were talking about the Civil War, I think, and he brought up Rocky and he said he, they were talking about he was talking about a certain battle in the Civil War and he's like or the Revolutionary War or something, and he's like, Well, they didn't win, but they did essentially better than they were supposed to <laughs> so he's like it's a moral victory and then he's like it's like rocky like, you're oh, like but oh, rocky I... beat clubber it's like but i get it no that middle school middle <laughs> oh, school okay, okay i had already seen all the rocky movies at that all point right. there were only five <laughs> at that point and i'm like i'm like no i i get that reference there you go thank you teacher and then oh a te- another a math teacher showed us die hard once die hard really? three because of that that thing in the park where they have to fill oh, the bottles yeah. up yeah and he's like figure it out and i'm like I, i've seen it and i still don't fucking get it <laughs> <laughs> but yeah wait a minute seven wives with seven lives <laughs> yeah i don't know fucking i'm bad at riddles i'm bad at riddles anyways but that water thing fucks me up every time and i'm like what the hell all those new yorkers would have been dead if it was me <laughs> no shit all we're fucked oh man so the fucking fight goes it keeps going and and then we get the montage apollo predicted a third round knockout no not even like close. and they actually they, they don't even like mention that like he he says three at the beginning of the match but then by the we just brush over the third round because <laughs> yeah. like at the end of the second round that's when shit starts getting real that's when the music starts that that cool that little quiet part of the and i love that little crescendo part when it starts to get all dark and kind of cool <laughs> it's not super epic but it's it's like quiet epic because it, you know it's, it's serious that actually brings up a question do they do that rocky one music at the end of the fight in at, the first one? At the beginning of the fight. No, no, no. Oh. I, I mean, the not one O-N-E, one W-O-N. The music that oh. starts up, that annoyingly fast rhythmed, you know, that plays every time Rocky wins the key fight yeah. at the end of the movie. Do they play that mm-hmm. at the end of the fight in one? I don't remember. Yep. Because he, he won. He, he won, did. He, he won, won our hearts. Yes, he won our hearts. And it's beautiful. And it's and he won Adrian's heart. Oh, yeah, he did that before, though. It gets to the four, the 14th round, and, the, and everybody's like, holy shit, why are we here? Like, why isn't this thing over yet? <laughs> and and then we get the 15th round, and he's like, come on. Well, they're both like, come on, come on, bring it on. Let's do it. <laughs> and, of course, Rocky's been knocked down like 18 fucking times at this point. But every Everybody, in the 14th round, even Mickey's like, stay down. Stay down. And I'm like, why yeah. does everybody want him to stay down? Stop it. <laughs> and then I think, isn't it, at the end of the 14th round, he's like, I, I, I got to open my eye. Cut me, Mick. The, the big thing. That's That one's very yeah. popular. And it's fucking gross. <laughs> 
Like he, that is so illegal now. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. You would never see that in a million fucking years now. I told, I told you right after I saw Creed that I didn't, I kept expecting him to cut him because of that scene in Rocky. Like I, I thought he was going to sneak it and like, cause I knew it wasn't allowed, but I'm like, Oh, maybe. See, I didn't know it was, I thought it was like a thing that they did. It's just a thing they did. But instead he tricked him by doing the thing where he had his hand on the back of Creed's neck and like, he's like, how many fingers am I holding up? And then he'd tap him. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that, that's how he could figure it out. Yes. And he also won our hearts. Yes, he did. So not as much as Rocky. Well, I got to say now, again, better movie, technically speaking. Although I will say better looking than Rocky. I like his girlfriend better than adrian too <laughs> i will never understand I know, that i know i know she's so fucking cute man she's I, cute but i love her cheekbones she's, I don't just, know. she's just okay like she looks like a thousand you know what she looks like she looks like she spends way too much time on instagram and i don't mean that with all the negative connotations it sounds <laughs> like i mean that with because i don't it just she looks like 10 million different instagram quote unquote models but we we're getting off topic again but i do have to say the hottest chick in the in the creed movie is is the social worker at the beginning. She's this tall fucking redhead. And I haven't watched it more than once, and I I don't think I was even tuned in at that point. Oh, man. (laughs) Well, now i got to watch at least the opening scene again. You're talking about the scene when he's like... He's a kid in 10 years old or something. Yeah, That made me feel things. (laughs) In places. It's my dick, guys. So, you know. What? I know. What? I mean, I have one, sort of, and it kind of (laughs) works. So we're in the 15th round. Okay. All right. Bring Let's it home. And uh, again, Rocky gets knocked out. He gets knocked down, but he will not stay the fuck down because he's Rocky. Doesn't know his place. I do appreciate, though, that I feel like in the 70s, it was also progressive to have a black man beat the shit out of a white guy. And to have the white guy defend him to other white guys. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it actually was progressive, but. I don't. Yeah, I don't either. In, but in today, today. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and allow myself to believe it. Yeah. Let's pretend it was. I hope Stallone's actually a nice guy in real life because Rocky's such a goofy, nice dude. <laughs> and I just want him to be like that. Like I see him. I have him on, on my Instagram speaking of, and he's always hanging out with his kids and stuff. And, and his kids are, his daughters are hot and they're actresses. And they're the, one of them was in that, the sequel to 47 meters down. I haven't even seen the first one Me yet. Neither. I want to. Everybody said it was okay. Yeah, so do I. Everybody said it was at least okay. So I'm like, all right, well, what more do you want? Out of your I like a shark, shark movie. movie. Yeah. If it can keep my attention for 90 minutes, I'm good. <laughs> I like sharks. Oh yeah. Well, we should like sharks. Should we have a shark year? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. I don't think there. I don't think there are enough shark movies for bullshit. That. There are totally enough shark movies. There are there are enough shark movies for us to do nothing but shark movies for ten years. I don't know about ten years, but for a long time. I feel like we would have to get into some dicey territory. We would have to review Shark Exorcist at least once. <laughs> I was thinking five-headed shark attack. Me, there you go. I, I, I was gonna say I'm not talking about the good shark movies. That's no fun. I don't want to talk like about three, Jaws. There's like three of them. <laughs> Jaws is okay as far as I'm concerned. Shark Exorcist. That's where it's at. <laughs> there's there's a shark movie. I'm pretty sure with Dolph Lundgren in it. Well, I'm there. I think no shit. I am totally so there. there. There's the Meg, of course. And then, and of course, there's uh, Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus starring Debbie Gibson and Lorenzo Lamas. And we still have four more Sharknado movies to do. That's true. We do. God, Lorenzo we could Lamas have a shark year, couldn't sake. we? We could. There's a lot. Shark movies are super popular, and I don't know why. I know why. Sharks are fucking awesome. Well, that's true. Peter Benchley said it best. He said, I don't believe there has ever been a young boy. He's like, I'm you know, speaking about boys because he was a young boy. He says, I don't think there's ever been a young boy who didn't love 
sharks or dinosaurs or both speaking of where's my fucking street sharks movie which could then spin off into do you really want extreme dinosaurs do you really want to see street sharks get the michael bay treatment fuck street sharks yeah (laughs) ninja turtles had a little bit of depth so michael bay doesn't need to get in there that's true street sharks yeah that's true they they did have those eastman and laird comics behind them which were (laughs) pretty good yeah no street sharks michael bay Get on it. <laughs> Just make sure you focus on the street sharks, not some dipshit human character that we don't like. I mean, I guess there was a human character. That is such a 90s fucking show. I don't think it's even possible. <laughs> per, not Piranatrons. That's from Power Rangers. The bad guy was, he turned into a piranha, though. No shit. <laughs> yeah. And then there was Moby Lick, who was a giant ki- a killer whale, who eventually became a good guy. There was Killamari. <laughs> you can figure that one out. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyways. How the fuck did we get on that? Aren't, weren't we supposed know. to be talking about Rocky? Oh, yeah. Hey, happy. 50th episode everybody so the fight ends the bell rings and I, as a kid I there was ain't always, gonna be no rematch yeah. as a kid i was always confused i'm like why is there happy music he lost because again you know i was eight years old nine years old when i first saw this one and the first one i saw was rocky three where he beat the shit out of club <laughs> pretty good <laughs> so you, yeah you're doing some major yeah. backtracking here yeah. as a kid i watched them all out of order when i was a kid naturally but and now now i appreciate rocky way more than i did back then obviously because oh sure you know i i'd rather watch an action movie as a as a preteen or a you know an adolescent whatever but and i'd still actually rather watch that but (laughs) (laughs) there was there was a time where i was super pretentious and was like rocky 4 is just not that good i will not watch it rocky is the good one just the first one let me guess it was in your 20s. Yes. What do you Man, think? How did I know? How did I know? I don't think it ever got that far, but it was close. It's okay. I was a pretentious dick in my 20s, I know. too. I always liked the Rocky movies, though, so I was kind of... So they, they got a free pass always. I went through a period from about 18 to 21 where I was like, <laughs> I can only really respect a movie that in which the character dies. Sequels are always bad. There was a lot of that. You know who did that, though? It was, that was Scream's fault, because that character did that, and everybody's like, yeah, no, he's right, and I'm like, bullshit, yeah, dude. I'd been saying it since... We'd, I'd been hearing that going around since yeah. the 80s. Oh, and I'm, but now... And for a while, it was kind of true. Kevin Williamson made a good point when he was talking about why he felt like Scream had the success it did. He said, well, I just basically took things that everyone had been saying since the 80s and just put them in a script. <laughs> then, like, Dark Knight came out, Captain America 2 came out, we're like, oh, wait, sequels suck? When, why? why? We actually got a rash of good ones there spider-man 2 x-men 2 yeah i'm like scream 2 was good yeah and then and then they fucked it up with x-men 3 and spider-man 3 (laughs) and daredevil never got a sequel but if it did it would have been even worse than the first one even the dark knight rises was like couldn't live up to that oh fuck no but dark knight the scale of that one is so huge it's ridiculous it's not like it's a bad movie it's it's just that good it's just not quite as good when the movie before it reached heights like that, <laughs> just hang it up. You're not. You're never going to top that. Well, at least they, at least they didn't didn't you know run it into the ground. They made that third movie and they're like, we're done. Yeah, we're good. Nolan knew to get out while the while the getting was good. <laughs> He's smart. All right, fucking Rocky. God damn it. So the fight's over. We get the music, and now I realize why it's happy now because he fucking went the distance, which is all he wanted to do. That's all Rocky wanted. And originally, apparently, in the original script, Rocky was supposed to leave, like just walk out of the ring when the decision was happening because he didn't give a shit they had to reshoot it so all those people you see in the ring around him when the when the decision's getting read off are all the extras they had because they couldn't get them all back <laughs> they just sandwiched him in yeah. extras to try did, and make it look packed yeah eventually they decided like i guess the the ending didn't play well to a test audience so uh-huh. then he decided like okay well maybe adrian should be in the ring i guess it doesn't make 
a super whole lot of sense that she that like the whole fight even culminates in them going i love you i love you because we already did that sort of like it makes it makes sense that 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 happens but not at the end of the fight like it makes more sense for him to just walk away because all he wanted to do was make it those 15 rounds who gives a shit yeah but this is let's be honest with ourselves here this had to be in order to be the success that everybody involved wanted it to be it had to feel triumphant it had to have something to push it into feeling triumphant even though rocky lost right and so you know having adrian come into the ring i love you even though they had already confessed their love to each other even though you know it plays in poughkeepsie i have no idea what the fuck that means it means it's something that appeals to the most middle american demographic hey that's us not even close We do not play in Poughkeepsie. By the way, if you're a listener from Poughkeepsie, let us know. But he actually does do that thing at the end of Rocky Six because he doesn't fucking win in that one. Because he can't. He's Nor 60, should he. He's Fuck. 60 years old fighting a 30-year-old boxer. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, and that the, the whole thing is... Why he, did he even get in the ring is the question. Because he had a lot of stuff in the basement. Yeah. I guess. But yeah, and he, he walks away, but they won't let him. You need to watch that because that is one of the most epic fucking moments in movie history for me. Oh, man. It's so nice. Just what happens after he tries to walk out of the ring. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> I get. And then if you watch the credits, oh, and then it got even worse when I watched the commentary and Stallone was talking over the credits. I'm like, fuck you, man. <laughs> Good Lord. I am a man. I do not want to cry right now. <laughs> fuck. Just get through Rocky Five. Get through it. Enjoy the last 15 minutes. Except the the bad guy in that movie is also fun because okay. he's like a Don King type. Oh. <laughs> but then the fight the fight at the end's pretty cool. It's just a street fight. It's dumb. Sol- solves nothing. It does nothing for anybody. But but it's just it's fun to watch. But then Rocky Six comes along. And you're like, yes, that's the fuck. That's the fucking ending. That's what you want. It has one of the best Rocky speeches. One of those inspirational things, you know. I don't know. Rocky's speech at the end of Four was kind of not that kind of Rocky difficult speech. to stomach. It's it's to his son because he's his oh, son's okay. being kind of a shit head about like oh i'm in your shadow and i just when i started to get one thing for myself you fucking do the fighting thing he basically says life is hard life sucks it's not about how hard you can hit it's about how hard how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward i'm like oh my god just fuck it oh right in the heart man <laughs> it's not the mcdonald's i ate that's the <laughs> you sure about that that's the feels is what that is when rocky yeah. gives me the feels i love it yeah um i I will You'll say, get though, you there will are so get them, especially because there you're, are you're some moments where it gave me the wrong kind of feels well. the kind of feels like I feel like I'm going to throw up now. <laughs> like, well, because you're a dad, too. So that'll fucking that'll that'll, that'll get you. That's true. And I'm I, I wasn't will. I had no children prospects at that point when I first saw this movie, but it still fucking killed me <laughs> in a good way. Where at the end, Adrian comes in. I love you. I love you, too. And then and then credits over the cool Bill Conti score because Bill Conti's fucking awesome. Pretty sweet score. And he actually scored the Karate Kid movies also. Avildsen stuck around for a while. He made eight seconds in the 90s, I believe. Is that the Luke Perry movie? The rodeo one? Yeah. Yeah. How do I even fucking know that? So apparently there there was a joke that somebody made on the set of the Karate Kid when Daniel is in the water trying to do the crane kick. Somebody said, I think, how is it? And he says, oh, it's a little rocky. And then somebody calls back. That's what a lot of people are saying about this movie. is appropriate i love it that's a good one yeah. I, gotta, I gotta give it to him that's a good one this was kind of fun i enjoyed it oh i i love rocky sorry we didn't say. legitimately talk about the movie more but we were just it, it, it was, I don't it was love, too fun i know i don't love rocky nearly as much as you do no. but i do few love people rocky. do i think <laughs> rocky is a delight every time i watch it even in the, the low points are watchable which is rocky 2 wasn't a great delight 
Rocky 2 was a bit of an endurance challenge. You'll but. fucking love Rocky 2 when you see Rocky 5. <laughs> <laughs> see, you're not doing a good job of encouraging me to watch that. Just watch it, goddammit. You need to. It is an experience. You need to be able to say I've seen every Rocky movie. You know right. why? Because it feels good. <laughs> feels good to you you just want to be able to go around telling people yeah i'm the reason he's seen every rocky movie that that would also be cool <laughs> i'm the reason that rachel's seen every rocky movie yeah i don't doubt she that. hadn't seen a single one no kidding no nope. and i'm just like here let's fucking watch it watch it <laughs> even though it was her idea that one night then i'm just like fuck it we're just gonna watch them all now have fun it's your fucking fault so our 50th episode is final thoughts on uh rocky and 50 episodes 50 episodes of talking about rocky and then finally talking about rocky officially which is not going to be out of my system i'm still going to bring it up every I know. time i know yeah i think we I'm got never some escaping rocky <laughs> with you <laughs> i think we got some fun stuff in the pipeline here so that that's gonna be good when the when the new year hits we're just gonna we're just gonna hit the ground running and do some fucking weird shit i think well for thanksgiving we're doing thanksgiving Thanksgiving. gobble gobble motherfucker (laughs) i'm pretty excited for that yeah i'm looking forward to this one final thoughts on rocky rocky is one of my favorite things ever i I don't want to wait till episode 100 to do back to the future or ninja turtles so that'll come way sooner than that (laughs) our 100th episode is probably going to be i don't know something something super pointless just for fun we still doing deep throat for episode 69 fuck yeah we are <laughs> or party at kitty and studs whichever that'd work too <laughs> that'd work too maybe a double feature <laughs> so what are your what are your final thoughts on rocky 1976 my final thoughts on rocky 1976 i they haven't changed it's one of the greatest movies ever made It's an experience that if you haven't had it, you're robbing yourself. End of story. I cannot think of a single person I've ever met who I wouldn't say their life would be enriched by watching Rocky. You know what, guys? Watch the first one and then watch the other seven. Or go fuck yourself. I'm not going to tell anybody (laughs) that they have to watch the other ones. It's... That would be on a person-to-person basis. But yeah, Rocky 1976, I'm racking my brain. I can't think of anybody who I wouldn't recommend it to. No, I tell everybody about this shit all the time. (laughs) It's one of the greatest movies ever made. If... There is a list of movies that you absolutely have to see. Every single person has to see before they die. This is very near the top. I will say, in all seriousness, at least watch this one. So there it is. 50 episodes down and... 17 more to go before I can ditch your ass. No, I'm kidding. Well, if you do, at least I have a bunch of episodes to show people and be like, hey, this is what we this is what we're doing. Come be my friend. and Talk to me about movies. It's not like when we first started when I'm like, I don't know, just fucking talk about shit and we'll figure it out. That's true. Now I know stuff. Now you know what you're doing. Now you've been there. But should we do any promo bullshit or should we just kind of leave this one hanging? If nothing else, please go to audibletrial.com forward slash sharks across Hollywood and sign up for a free trial. You get a free book and two free Audible originals every Every month that you stay subscribed and you'll be supporting the show. So please, please do that if you like what you're hearing here and you want us to do 50 more episodes. And since we since we did that, maybe you should go to patreon.com slash sharks across Hollywood. I totally forgot what our fucking Patreon was. <laughs> and you can follow us on all the social medias at the shark pod. And I post sometimes, but you can talk to us there. You can email us and tell us how bad we fucked up and how wrong we are because I'm waiting for that. I want people to criticize me. We have yet to get a single angry letter. Yeah. Damn it. Are we doing something wrong? But I do have to say that if you guys don't want to give us any money, at the very least, go to iTunes, give us a five star rating. Fucking that would be sweet, guys. We get up. It there. would it would help the show. Do it anywhere. Actually, wouldn't if, cost you a yeah. penny. We're on Stitcher now. We are also on whatever the Google one is. I can't remember what it is because it's fucking something different every week. But there you go. 
So tell your friends. That's tell important. your mom. Tell your mom. Tell your mom to call me. I've got to tell her uh, I'm required by law to tell her about some recent test results. <laughs> okay, Shorzy. <laughs> All right, so we will be back next week. Well, next time, it, it might even be Thanksgiving. Who knows when this fucking thing is going to come out. <laughs> yeah, starting Friday, you are on your own for a little while. But. Yes, but we will see you next time with something. But until then, stay jawsome. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done.